You're listening to European Parliamentary Research Service podcast on helicopter money. Is it a cure for what ails the euro area? In this podcast, we're going to talk money, helicopter money. This term refers to additional free money distributed to citizens to relaunch stagnating economies. Is this a partial cure for what ails the European economy? While some experts argue it would help jumpstart the EU economy, others are more skeptical and warn about the dangers. Want to know more? Stay with us. Imagine European Central Bank Chief Mario Draghi flying in a helicopter over the euro area to throw money to the crowds below. This is a very surreal thought, obviously. However, the concept of helicopter money has taken off among some financial experts who see it as a possible cure for the weak European economies. But what is helicopter money exactly? The term was originally coined by US economist Milton Friedman in the 1960s. In a tough game, he suggested that a helicopter fly over a community and drop bills from the sky in the hope that this additional free money would make consumers scurry to the shops to spend their windfalls. In Friedman's logic, the ensuing surge in demand would revitalize the economy and avert the threat of deflation by persuading retailers to increase prices. Definitely an interesting thought, but up to now it has never been tried out in real life by any major central bank. The question is, could it work in the euro area? Let's have a look at the situation first. The financial crisis has led to economic stagnation in the EU, and the problem is especially acute in some member states. Since 2013, the European Central Bank has been struggling to combat deflationary tendencies, despite cutting its main interest rate and introducing quantitative easing. This strategy is used by central banks to increase the supply of money, for example by purchasing bonds. And while it's true that it has raised asset prices and caused the euro to depreciate, the new money has failed to stimulate overall inflationary expectations so far. In addition, investments in the euro area are going down and the difference between what our economy is producing and what it could produce is getting bigger. So here's where helicopter money could help, or so say its advocates. However, there are many open questions regarding its practicability, benefits and legality. So let's examine this concept in greater detail. To start with, there's no common interpretation of what helicopter money actually is. Friedman's original idea has been developed further by other academics, including former Federal Reserve Chair Ben Bernanke and economist William Bouter. Bernanke raised the possibility for monetary finance tax cuts, whereby a government could cut taxes in a slump, with the central bank committing to purchasing government debt in order to prevent interest rates from rising. In Bouter's view, helicopter money is very similar to quantitative easing, as it permanently increases the stock of base money through the purchase by the central bank of non-monetary sovereign debt held by the public. The main difference is that while quantitative easing is reversible, helicopter money is not. So how can the idea of helicopter money be implemented in practice? Providing all households with a 500 or even 1,000 euros lump sum from the ECB. This would not only stimulate growth in countries such as Spain, Portugal or Greece, but it would also improve the image of EU institutions, and the ECB in particular. Although these remain theoretical models, tax rebates in countries such as the US and Australia have increased consumption and GDP numbers. However, there are also arguments against the use of helicopter money. One concern is the costs and its impact on the public sector or central bank balance sheet, but there are also moral concerns. With free money falling from the sky, would highly indebted euro countries pull back from unpopular fiscal and structural reforms? 
There's also the risk that helicopter money could undermine the stability of the euro and weaken the incentive of the unemployed to find a job. And there are also the legal aspects. Let's examine them. Legal questions relate not only to EU law, but also to how the concept of helicopter money is interpreted and to the role and mandate of central banks. Economists and financial experts have different views on this. Some experts believe it's permissible under EU law, citing Article 20 of the Protocol on the European Central Bank's statute, while others argue that the very idea runs counter to Article 123, Paragraph 1 of the Treaty on the Functioning of the European Union, which prohibits the direct financing of public expenditure. MEPs and top economists discussed the concept of helicopter money during a conference on quantitative easing for the people organised by the European Parliament in March 2016. But what stance is the ECB taking on this whole idea? While it's true that the ECB can more or less decide on the monetary policy it wants to pursue, its stance on helicopter money is far from clear. While ECB Vice President Victor Constancio took a reluctant position in December 2015, three months later, ECB President Mario Draghi qualified it as an interesting concept with clear accounting and legal complexities, but maybe worth studying. The idea of helicopter money can certainly be understood and implemented in different ways. It could be effective in stimulating demand and fostering GDP growth, but would it have sufficient democratic legitimacy? Who would want unelected central bankers to be in charge of taking such a decision, even if it may well be the right one? Another reason why independent central banks are cautious about helicopter money is that they prefer assets which they can later sell. Some economists say the nightmare is not the current position of deficient demand, but a potential future of excess inflation they are unable to control. Will we ever see Euro banknotes pouring down from the sky? Maybe not literally, but what's certain is that discussions about helicopter money are getting ever louder. You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. 